Yeah. Okay, so okay, can you just tell me first of all what is the difference between the component and application event? See, component event is basically used to transfer data communicated between child to parent relationship. Uh, using component event, we can pass data from child component to the parent component. Whereas if we see the application component, it is basically a publish and subscribe model, like which a single component can publish the event and any of the component in the org uh, can subscribe it and which can use the data. If the no parent child relationship or child parent relationship is needed. Okay. I mean, yeah. we are having multiple components. So yes. which one is? Sorry, can you come oh. again? I'm asking when I am having multiple components, so which okay. event should I prefer? But if there is no relationship between the components, if we, you want to transfer the data, then we'll go for application events. But mm -hmm. if there is a relationship we are having between the two components, like a child to parent relationship, then we'll go via component event. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what's the difference between Aura and Lightning? Lightning web component? No, just the difference between what is Aura. We say like this is Aura, this is Lightning. So what's the difference between these two terms? Uh, so as per my understanding, Lightning means the new Lightning experience which we are having in a sales for like modern UI elements which we use, Lightning elements which uh, have some styling present. Whereas if we see the Aura components which mean the UI components, I guess they are with the old styling and these are not that compatible in the way of styling with the lightning. Yeah, so it's actually partially correct. So what is Aura actually? Aura is your open source UI based that you are right. It's a framework. Okay. So you can like develop the web app and the mobile application, desktop application. Okay. And when we say about lightning, you can say it's the subset of Aura itself. Okay, so this is a component based framework you can say that is the lightning where you can develop your mobile apps or desktop apps. So both are the frameworks, but the difference uh, mainly the difference between lightning is that lightning is a component based framework. So basically lightning is built on Aura? Is this yes, so, okay. yes, so lightning you can say lightning is the subset of Aura. Okay, thanks. Okay. Uh, why do we use Harshpreet Aura method? Aura method is basically when we want to call a child component method from a parent component or it can be for passing the data which can be to perform some operations in the child component via the parent component. So we use Aura method so as to call the child component method basically. Okay. Alright. So Suppose I am having one lightning component okay. and I want to use that component in my community. Okay. But in my community, I'm not able to find that component. So what's, what can be the issue? Basically, first we'll have to see the, whether that interface which we need for a community builder is implemented or not. We want, mm -hmm. we want a particular interface which needs to be implemented, which is available for community page types. Right. Can you what's, what's the interface? For I don't know the exact one. This like force column available for community pages, the community builder, no, mm -hmm. community pages. Yeah, force community. 
Yes. Okay. So that interface needs to be implemented so as to include your lightning component in the community builder. Okay. So if I talk about the visual force page, like I'm having my visual force page and that I want to show in the community, but I'm not able to find a visual force there. So what can be the issue with visual force page? Uh, visual force page. So as to include, I know some work around around it. Like we use lightning out, I guess, to show a visual force in community, but we can include a visual force in one of the tags in the community as a wrapper around it. And we can include a visual force component in that, uh, in our lightning component, and we can host that on the community. I guess the tag is some iframe or something, iframe, right? yeah. Yeah, so using iframe, you can yes. just embed PF page in your lightning component. But my question yes. is like, okay. uh, is there some setting or configuration for the visual force page to display in the community? Setting or configuration? Uh, I don't remember this. I actually I don't know this. I have not yet used VF page in the community. So okay, okay, yeah, okay. So when when you go to the Visual Force page, when you edit it, you find one checkbox that available for Lightning Community Mobile, like this. Okay. So when you edit the Visual Force page, you need to check that particular checkbox. Okay, available Lightning Community. Yes. So you have not worked much on VF page? No, no. I directly see my experience of two years. So when I came into the Salesforce environment, so it was full on lightning. So I started with lightning only. But in the starting, I created one or two, not more than that VF pages. Okay. So have you heard about the lightning locker service? Lightning locker service? Uh, mm -hmm. No. No, actually, I've not heard of it. Okay. So you have, you have uh, worked on LWC also, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, how do we navigate from one component to another in the LWC? One lightning component to Aura or another lightning web component? Uh, one lightning web component to another one. So we have you know, navigation mixing, which we import it in a Lightning Web Component JS file, and using that, we navigate from one Lightning Web Component to another. And basically, with that, we can navigate to the Aura component and is well as standard account or say standard detail page tabs and external web pages also. Okay. All right. So can we use Aura in LWC? Uh, Aura in LWC, we cannot use, but vice versa, we can use, like LWC, we can use it in Aura, but we cannot refer an Aura in LWC. Okay. Okay. So, Harshpit, um, if I want to refresh my component in LWC, what can be the way? Uh, one way which we can use is known as refresh FX. Like without even refreshing the page, we can you import that refresh FX and whatever the parameter which is actually getting the data from your FX, you can just pass the parameter there and it will re-render your 
the data from the apex but it will actually not refresh your page okay yeah. and what can we do other other one we can use the eval like force ref uh, refresh view mm -hmm. which is not a like uh, what do you say the suggested way to do that but we can use the refresh view one which we use in our aura components force colon refresh view yeah that's good okay so have you written triggers also yes sakash okay so what are the best practices to write an apex trigger so best practices the mainly one is like one trigger per object rule so we should have only one trigger per object second the trigger should not implement any logic we should have handler and helper classes for it and we and coming to the helper and this best practices we should not have any dmls or sql for inside a for loop and mainly we should avoid recursive triggers in trigger because like common example it is happening that whenever a trigger is called some field update is it is calling that trigger again we should avoid that the recursive triggers and if we see using of more the security and all we need to maintain no not actually security but we need to check for whenever using dmls and update uh, insert or this statements we need to check whether it's updatable by the user or not which again comes under the best practices mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. okay so have you written test classes also yes nikash okay so suppose i am having one private method in my class and i want to cover that method through my test class what can i do to achieve this yeah so basically the private methods are not visible in a test classes by default so there is one annotation which present this iterate test visible and which we set it to and we get the like we can you see the that method in test classes we can cover that but without giving that annotation it's not visible in the test classes yeah so it's the at test visible test visible yes yes correct all right and what are the best practices to write a test class so basically we need like uh, whatever data we are creating we should keep that in a test setup method so that uh, all the data is were ready before we actually try to start to cover the main classes secondly is that the see all data should always be false because if we keep it as true in this or your test classes will definitely pass but when we migrate it to higher orgs there's a like 99 and 100% chances it can get failed because the same data will not be present in every org and mm -hmm. the more third one will be we should have assert statements so as to check whether the method is returning what we actually want and we can we have to do both type of scenario testing in the test class like positive scenario and negative scenario as well and we should include the start test and stop test to explicitly to basically the run the test classes between that two statements only okay so i can see in your resume you have worked in the flow builders also yes uh, so can you tell me what are the latest updates in the release regarding flow builder yes so basic the new release includes the main feature which i liked very much which is the enable rollback 
ideally when we do any kind of debug in a flow it used to affect the data in a database salesforce database and which we not want in a testing scenarios so there is one checkbox which is given as enable rollback and after we run our test if that checkbox is checked so whatever the changes it is been made in the actual data it is getting rolled back and the second feature which is released in the new release of summer 20 is one like automatic variable creation for loops and data sets right so if that automatic variable creation we don't need to explicitly create a variable so as to like put keep the values or store the values in it when we get, drag some elements in it the automatic variables get created with it, with the name of that element element which we have given right so like also you can like uh, uh, use the flow builder for the triggers also like trigger yes, based yes. when a record this. is created or updated yeah now we have before and after this when a record is changed earlier mm-hmm. we had only screen flow and auto launch flow but now yeah. we have two more addition like before and after we can do when a record is getting changed it means that it will act as a alternative of trigger in configuration way we can say yeah so like uh, everything is coming in the lightning flow so what do you think like uh, in the f- coming future uh, will there be less coding because everything can be done through flow builder i agree most of the things can come with flow builder but the readability and the debugging of flow builder will not be that easy and sub- now if you see it like uh, complex requirements which involves mm-hmm. multiple like calculations and all via flow builder it can be done definitely but it will be more complex to perform it and uh, to maintain it and suppose any new addition or new this thing is needed like suppose a new requirement is again added suppose after update or something is again happening and we want that so addition of that in the flow will be much more difficult than addition of that in a trigger because there we can have a different method and we can directly call and our logic will be segregated but whereas we come to flow it will be really complex to debug and complex to even maintain it yeah right okay so yeah. what's what's the difference between like if i am having some automations and okay. i choose which automation process should i use so i am having the option of like process builder also i am having the option of flow also so okay. can you tell me like uh, what are the limitations of these automation process and what are the difference between these two process builder and flow okay so process builder we can use if we want to do some any of the operations on is the calling object and is one of the related records calling record and its related records whereas if we come to the flow we can do any of the operation on any of the record which are present in a system like if it is not necessary it should be related to the record which is causing that automation to fire the first mm-hmm. point can be this secondly we cannot get the records uh, the records in the process builder whereas using the get element yeah sorry hello yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay. so whereas in the flow we can use the get records so as to perform any logic or we need to do any comparison we can do we can get any of the unrelated records also similarly we can have have dmls in process builder uh, 
like uh, insert or insert create a records cannot happen in process builder explicitly but that we can do in flow and but a few one more difference can be the i uh, same only this thing only sorry so can we not create a record from process builder no not unrelated records okay you can create a task or this type of records but not a actual custom objects or unrelated records okay yeah and what if i want to delete a record delete a record process builder cannot do that as per now but flow can do yeah flow okay. can yeah yeah flow can actually delete a record all right yeah. okay so what is have you worked in service cloud no not in service cloud in okay Still i can give it a try okay so let's uh, let's move to one question like you were telling about uh, recursive triggers and also uh, how do you handle the recursive triggers yeah so for handling a recursive trigger basically we use a boolean variable which sets mm -hmm. the default to true and the first time that trigger is getting fired it will enter the condition satisfying the record is true once our perform like uh, the actions are performed we set that boolean variable to false and if second time with the, that trigger gets called again it will not enter our logic block which will be having our dms or whatever logic we want to implement and it will not enter that and which in this way we can handle the recursive triggers okay right okay so how many types of relationships do we have in salesforce so we have basically three type of relationships it is one to one many to one and many to many one to many and many to many okay so what are the rules of the like relationship see basically one to one relationship comes with a self relationship which we like we can call it as self relationship also whereas many to one will be the lookup relationship or master detail relationship which we have like one parent object and child objects within it a child records within it and the many to many we use a junction object so as to form a many to many relationship and for giving example between this so many to many will be suppose there is a student object and a subject object for example okay so one student can be related to multiple subjects he can have multiple subjects in his curriculum and similarly uh, one subject will have multiple students studying for it right it is basically forming a multi uh, many to many relationship and uh, lookup will be like any of the parent child relationship which we have like you can see opportunity and opportunity line items for example for mm -hmm. one opportunity we have kind of different line items and okay. one two one will be the, i guess this i'm not sure uh, it will be a self lookup i guess self relationship one two one like for i know i am confused of self relationship like one to one but i can give it a try that it can be like the relationship with the, like uh, it can object. be the from the same object yes yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so like we are talking about the lookup and the master details. So can I convert from master detail to lookup? Master detail to lookup? Yes, you can convert. Mm, so what should I like uh, ensure before converting from master detail to lookup? Before converting from master detail to lookup. Okay. okay. Actually, I'm not adding any idea on this. Okay. Okay, so like you, you might be knowing like there is a rule of summary on master details. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. In lookup, we cannot have any rule of summary fields. So those fields yeah. needs to be deleted or removed into like migrated. The data needs to be migrated to some other field. Yeah. Like there is no role of summary field in the lookup, so while converting from master detail to lookup, you should ensure that there should be no role of summary field uh, okay. on the master record, um, on the master object. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, thanks. And what about the vice versa if I want to like convert from lookup to master detail? Yes, so lookup the data needs to be present. If in the data all the like data is not present the master is see we, in lookup we have the optional if the parent is not there is if the child because is also not there it's we can handle that but in master detail the if the data is not present we cannot directly convert it either we'll have to first populate all the data in it and, or create a new relationship a new field yeah so for uh, lookup also when we are converting to the master detail so in all the record, the lookup field must contain a value. Contain, yes. It should have value. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when we use S objects, like any object, uh, then these S object, why we cannot pass in the future argument? See, via this S objects, we cannot pass in a future. See, future runs in a, another thread. And between that, the S object data can be changed. And if it mm -hmm. is changed, it will not reflect the actual data in the future. And uh, this scenario or whatever the execution can fail and can result in improper output, which we don't want. Since it is running in another thread. So we cannot pass a S object as a parameter for future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There is one scenario. Suppose okay. there is one thread. And he is going on some international trip. Okay. Okay. So, okay. He is having his like uh, his national number, and while going to the international trip, so mm. he is updating his number to the international number in his okay. ERP. Okay. Okay. And once he is updating that ERP with the international number, he is also mentioning there that I am going for 15 days trip to the international trip. Okay. And and he will be back in 15 days. Okay. So the scenario, we want the phone number to be updated again after 15 days to the national number. Like uh, he is updating right now with the international number. Okay. And after 15 days, when he will be back, the number should be automatically updated to the previous one. That's his national number. And oh. that too, it should be in his ERP also and in the sales force also. Okay. So whenever the update is happening, we can, we have a trigger, we can call a schedule class for it. 
which will be scheduled exactly 15 days from the current date and we will be having both old value and the new value and first for the for the salesforce system after 15 days we will i'm selling the solution for this part and mm -hmm. we can have a schedule which will after 15 days it will automatically update the we will keep the old value the national value stored in some variable or some constant or any variable which will pass through that schedule class which will run after 15 days of from the current date which is firing that trigger and after 15 it will get automatically updated whereas for coming back to this one what do you say the updating in the erp system similarly mm -hmm. we'll have to make a call out also mm -hmm. to update the erp system which will against from trigger you can directly call a caller so with the future call out we can update the erp system and again from the schedule class again with future call out we can again update the erp system with the old value okay so like from the schedule class you can call your trigger no 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 not that trigger but mm -hmm. we can perform a update this right up and i'm not calling the trigger i'm mm -hmm. changing the data in the database yes. by using dml yeah okay so from trigger you are calling you are making call out to the third party tool yes which will be not directly in a same call in the same thread synchronous way which will be mm -hmm. in a synchronous call out with the future annotation and it will update that once the international number gets updated in a system oh sorry okay. the international number is getting updated in erp or in our system so it's like two way process so yeah. that should two way integration so if it is in erp first we'll have to get the data mm -hmm. update in a system schedule mm -hmm. the this thing for 15 days and it will again give a call out and again update in that system after 15 days okay okay so there will be like two call outs yes okay so that so we are using the two way integration then it will be like call call out and like update from the schedule class yes okay so when we are talking about the future so can we call the future method from batch class no actually we cannot call a future method from batch class since it is a running in a continuous thread and that's why we cannot call it from a batch class okay so how can we call it is there any workaround in future from a batch class okay work around like after it from the finish method i guess we'll call a class which will implement the method will implement another feature method we can do after yeah, the it is getting yeah sorry yes yes so you can call a yeah. from your batch and in the, yes. in your service you can like make a feature call out feature call out yeah you are not calling the future but through your web service yes okay uh, what if i like we have already talked like uh, we can make a call out from the trigger for the future right yes but can we call one trigger from another one one trigger from another one Di explicitly yes. we cannot call but indirectly it happens somewhere if we update a field which on which the already the same trigger is or another trigger is written. But directly we cannot call, but indirect way we can update a field on which mm -hmm. that trigger is already present. 
So if we update the field, the trigger will get fired, and yeah. in this way, the trigger will get called. Okay. And uh, if I want to call a batch class from a trigger, calling a batch class from a trigger, I like. I guess I don't think so. You can. No, we can. Oh, I, okay, we can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like we will just create instance of our batch and we can it will. We can directly call it. call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right.